I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night and it just really gripped my heart. Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio. I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end. So I just, you know, was probably by that time, almost 1230, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home and just driving in my car, crying and filled with peace and joy and, and just feeling the presence of the Lord. It was wonderful. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family and invest in this ministry. Call 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Here is a promise for you. No matter what the struggle is that you're facing in your marriage today, God can restore you and you can have a better tomorrow. I'm John Fuller along with Dr. Greg Smalley, and today we're returning to a conversation that Focus President Jim Daly had with Ann White. And last time, Anne started going through an acrostic she created called Courage, which is a really helpful tool for couples who are thinking of giving up. And when you look at that acrostic that John mentioned, uh, commit to change, that's the C, let's get to the O, uh, which is overcome obstacles. Mm-hmm. Describe it. We all have obstacles. and uh, No, we don't. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we need a little levity and, here. This oh, but in this life, we definitely have obstacles. What do they look like? You know, they can be a lot of things. They could be our attitude. They could be our past. And I talk about what I call in the book, the four pests of pressure. And the four pests of pressure. As I began to think about, God, what is underneath all of my obstacles in life? What are the things that are kind of at the surface of my obstacles causing me the biggest issues? I came up with fear, hurt, sin, and shame. Say it again so people grab it. Fear, hurt, sin, and shame. Boy, those are powerful. They are, and they tend to control our life if we allow them to. Now, Satan, of course, will take those and just beat us over the head with them. And if we don't deal with our fear, our hurt, our sin, and our shame, then we're just going to stay in this cycle uh, that's going to be very difficult. And we're going to come up against obstacles all the time. You know, I operated for years making choices and decisions based on fear, maybe fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of uh, fear of someone knowing and judging me. Yeah, that was the obvious. reason for hiding yeah. all of our issues for so many years is how will others perceive this? Yeah. And so when you lay that fear aside and God says, what other people think of you is none of your business. That's you, hard to embrace, but it's, it's true. It's true. Mm. But what God thinks of you is what really matters. Right. And so as I began to walk through those steps, committing to change and then overcoming the obstacles, I had to identify what obstacles were there because my obstacle might be my attitude or my behavior, but is it fear that's driving my attitude? Is it 
sin or is it shame that's driving my mm. attitude? What is it that's going on underneath that I need to deal with? Let's get to you. That's C-O, commit to change, being C, overcome obstacles we just covered. Now you, uncover your true self. Uncover Ooh, your true self. this one's a little risky. It is, but it, <laughs> it, actually this is where you really get to open up because God set us free for freedom, not so that we would live a life of bondage and shame and in fear. And so when we uncover our true self, we take a look at what God has to say about us and uncover who we truly are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but not looking at what the world has to say, but what does God have to say about us? And then we begin to understand that we are fully loved right where we are, Mm -hmm. that we are wonderfully made. And we have to uncover two things. We have to uncover who we are and the things that we need to work on in our lives and allow God to bring those to the surface. But at the same time, we need to uncover who we are in Christ. Mm. And that gives us a lot of courage. Mm. And you've already uh, talked about this uh, in the previous broadcast and today a little bit. We have a lot of things that hold us back from sharing our true selves. And yet, close friends of yours, pastors of the church with whom you traveled and spent so much time over so many years, they didn't know your true self. How do we get there? How do we get there without a crisis moment? Transparency and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Two words that are very scary until you exercise them. And you don't have to reveal your every deepest, darkest secret. But God didn't create us to walk through this life alone. He created us to be together. And his word tells us that we sharpen one another. We're to pray for one another that we might be healed, that two are better than one. When one falls down, there's someone to pick them up. And I believed in isolation. I grew up believing that that I was to keep everything to myself, that it was just me and God. Mm -hmm. And while God is there and he is our savior, he is there, our comforter, our hope and our encouragement. He also wants to bring us in relationship with what I call, for me, would be safe, what I call safe sisters. And I talk about that in the book. But people who will come alongside us that we can be transparent and vulnerable with to speak all of our hurt and our fear and our shame and get that out where it can be dealt with. We have so many lone wolf Christians, if you will, so many isolated Christians that don't have that kind of community around them. Well, it's interesting, too, that the church, if you think of our strengths and weaknesses as a community of believers, this is one of our weaknesses. We try to project perfection so people think we're better than we are. And the Lord's saying, I want the exact opposite from Mm. you. Project your weakness so they can see me in you. And we we need to work on that. And that's good to to recognize it. Well, Greg, Anne mentioned how most obstacles in a marriage relationship are usually caused by something deeper inside. Uh, That really can hurt. Um, How have you found that to be true? A powerful example, actually, with a little neighborhood girl. She was about the same age as my daughter at the time. They were five. She was over. This young lady ends up watching a football game with me. And at the end, the game was over. She's walking to find Taylor to keep playing um, kind of stops and, and wants to say something. And, you know, I'm saying, you, you okay? Do you need anything? And she comes back over to my chair and said, do you think it'd be okay if next weekend I came back over and we could watch another football game together? She said, and I could pretend that you're my daddy because oh. my daddy left and I know it's my fault. Wow. And this is 
a, a family has been through a divorce. And you wonder what impact her belief about her turned out to be. She believed that her dad left because of her. And she's going to carry that for the rest of her life right. if she doesn't get that addressed. And, and I think this is exactly how Satan works. He's the father of lies. I think he takes these experiences that we go through as we go through the years. And what he does is he wants to write lies on our heart. He wants us to believe things about ourselves. Like for this little girl that my dad left, my parents got divorced because of me, my fault. And John, I've watched that play out with so many people I've worked with over the years. Because once a lie, Satan's lie is written onto your heart, those lies become our deepest beliefs. Hmm. You know, repetition is a convincing argument. You know, That's when, when really we hear saying. this again yeah. and again and again, in time we become what we believe. And I mean, the scriptures support that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I, I think those lies that get etched on our heart, those the lies from Satan about who we really are, we, th- we just walk those right into relationships, right into marriage. I mean, I can only imagine now this young lady at 25, 26, how has that played out? Yeah. You know, what, what, how it, maybe she's married and one of the, the impact that's had. And so I think part of what we have to do then is begin to understand what are some of those lies that I've bought into? What, what has been etched on my mm-hmm. heart? For yeah. me, it was feeling like a failure. And I walked that right into my marriage, and that wreaked havoc hmm. within my marriage. And the way that we deal with lies is we have to then encounter God's truth. You know, we have a Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, and we have to identify what is the lie. For her, this little girl, maybe it's that there was something wrong with me. I was defective in some way. I wasn't good enough in some way. And then to ask God, but what do you think about me? How do you see me? Hmm. And through the scripture, through prayer, through a Christian counselor, really encounter God's truth. That's how we get those lies off of our heart. Well, and, and you're covering some of the ground that Anne did with that, uh, that you from the acrostic, you know, to uncover your true self. This requires courage and bravery because there might be stuff that I haven't wanted to look at. There might be truths I haven't wanted to admit are actually true in my life. Um, we want to help you get there. Um, Focus is all about helping you, and Greg's team is all about helping your marriage. We have tremendous resources here. Um, first and foremost is uh, the counseling team here, Greg, which is just world class. And we would invite you to call and talk to one of these counselors. Schedule a time, sit down, have a half hour phone chat, let them just hear you out and offer some insights. And then Take the next step. Uh, Find a local counselor or pastor that you can meet with, somebody that will help you in this area. Um, Certainly, Anne's book is great, and it may be that you're not in a terrible place. You're just, you've been married a while, and you want to grow. This is a tool that can help you do that. Uh, Courage for Life is the book title, and we'll send that to you as our thank you gift for joining our support team. Your monthly or one-time gift of any amount makes a big difference, and we'd like to say thank you for that by sending Anne's book to you. We also have details online about Hope Restored. That's our marriage intensive. We've mentioned that before here. Uh, Stop by the show notes for the link to uh, all of these resources and more, and take the step toward healing. 
Well, we always appreciate your feedback. Please uh, get in touch and uh, tell us how we're doing. Better, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. And for now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.